Listener Production. Just like vegging out on the couch in your warm snuggie with a hot, steamy breakfast burrito. Whatever we want. Brilliant. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Do you know, Alex Dyson, in 2007, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, the CBC, ran a, uh, a listener survey on what they believed their top 10 Canadian inventions were. CBC. That used to be, I think, a school in Warrnambool, the um, Christian Boys College. But, you know, all schools have nicknames. So, of course, in Warrnambool, we said CBC says for cow bum cleaners. <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow, I bet that really got him. Certainly did. Take that. We were the Jamo germs and you had the St. Joey's job strap, so you had the cow bum cleaners. <laughs> um, the Canadians put as number 10 of their greatest inventions of all time, poutine. You ever had a poutine? Oh, mate. I When I went to Canada, I was in Montreal and I had some poutine. It blew my puny mind. <laughs> the curd? Yeah. Put gravy and cheese curd on top of it. It was so good. You know, poutine literally translates to mess. That's what poutine <laughs> is. Mess. Because legend has it, a trucker asked for fries with curd on it. And the person serving him said, that'll make one hell of a mess. <laughs> and then, and that's, what, then that's the name. That's what legend has it. Anyway, they put poutine as number 10 as the Canadian inventions of all time. What beats poutine? Oh, look, doesn't matter what beats them. Poutine beat the electron microscope, <laughs> the Blackberry, and the paint roller. Wait, were they in the top 10? No, they were. They missed out on the top 10. Poutine beat all those. Imagine inventing the electron microscope and some... <laughs> Trucker with curd on his cheese beats you across the, into the top 10. The best invention. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, there you have it. But will you be having it very much uh, given the current situation, particularly in Australia when it comes to uh, potato-based product? We're going to be chatting about that in a moment. We've also got a big mind blown for you as well with another P word, actually, just quietly. Yes, that's right. It is a big Thursday. We hope you're having a good one. Let's dive right in. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, this dystopian nightmare of inflation that we live in continues to hit all corners. We talked about chickpea shortages recently. The broccoli stems have been hitting the supermarket floors, and the latest casualty in the uh, food accessibility timeline is the humble spud, the potato. Bro, this was absolutely heartbreaking, okay? It's usually about $5 for a five-kilo bag, as what potato farmer Rodney Guthrie has said. (laughs) Um, But electricity's gone up, fuel's gone up, fertilizer's gone up, double, okay? So... It all started with the summer rains, which caused a bit of a uh, shortfall in growth, and now it's just getting worse, all right? They could reach $12 for a four-kilo bag. That's up 30%. The summer rain bringing the winter pain to the hip pockets, if you like potatoes. And I would genuinely say my favorite food, I reckon. Oh, most versatile of the veg. Love it. Potato in in Ian Dyson's roast. Go get your chippies yeah. on the way down, whether hot it's chips, the hot chippies cold or the chips. cold chippies. Oh. 
And just goes to show that the hard times aren't over, Alex Dyson. In fact, they're probably only just beginning. No, don't say that. Look, and, and this is just yet another blemish in the already dimpled skin <laughs> of the potato. Uh, yet another dark day in potato history. Dear, I do. I thought it was all smooth sailing for potatoes over nope. the years. No, not at all. Let's start with one of the worst potato times, 1845, where a terrible infection, the Phytophthora infestans, which is a a blight, wipes out three quarters of Ireland's potato crop at a time when Irishmen were eating an average of six kilograms of potatoes a day. Uh, per person? Per person. No. Every, no, no. There are multiple reports that claim that that was approximately how much they were eating. 12 to 14 pounds of potato. One person would eat that per day because it was literally the only thing that people wow. were eating at this time. Oh, my God. That's a lot, hey? And then so you lose three quarters of your crop. Yeah. How long did it last? Four years, 1845 to 1849, one million deaths. Did you just look that up again? Yes. Why? Just to make sure I got the dates right. Oh, to be sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Moving forward to November 22, when we said sayonara to one of Australia's great culinary homes, Sizzler shuts down the final Ooh. store closing i'm uh, sure there's been like 20 final sizzlers i keep i'm sure that there's, there's I'll tell you still what, some a out few, there sizzler has popped up in a few dark days I'll <laughs> but we had to say goodbye to the only restaurant brave enough alex dyson to make something out of their skins Wow, yeah. All these other cowards are just throwing their potato skins in the bin. But bin in the skins. made them delicious. So it was just crispy potato skin. Oh, did you, know, you never go to Sizzler? No, I remember going once, but I don't remember the skins. Oh, bro, they were iconic, bro, iconic. All right, March 2021, Hasbro announces that Mr. Potato Head will just be called the uh, genderless name of Potato Head from now on. Uh, and people got mad, all right? <laughs> no, no, um, moving forward to December 2021, and this is a very sad story, Alex Dyson, where a truck driver delivering $30,000 worth of gnocchi, okay, which is about 300 kilograms of gnocchi, oh, uh, to the Gnocchi Gnocchi Brothers restaurant in Brisbane's <laughs> South Bank was stolen. What? The truck was stolen. Who steals a truck of gnocchi? Yeah, listen, listen. This is the the general manager at the time. The gnocchi heist is is a gnocchi tragedy. We lost a lot of gnocchi. (laughs) (laughs) Who nicks the gnoc? (laughs) They gnocked off the gnocchi. (laughs) The owners were genuinely worried it was going to end up on on the black market, you know. (laughs) Gnoc, gnoc, who's there? Not the gnocchi. It's gone. It got stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, in February 2022, another dark day, the Idaho Potato Commission launched a fragrance that smells like French fries. It's called Frites by Idaho. 
Uh, it's a 50ml bottle, priced at only $1.89, the same price as a bag of chips. So why wouldn't you just rub yourself? So you can get that sweet... I mean, how many times have you driven past certain fast food outlets and thought, oh, I could go some of them with extra salt? Yeah, it's very true. Well, now you can just ha- spray a bit un- on your neck, you know, so when you go for them knock kisses, uh, you can get that <laughs> sweet, salty flavour as well. Sign me up. To- that doesn't sound like a dark day at all. <laughs> that sounds like the kind of day that Alex Dyson becomes a little vampire there. <laughs> That's absolutely nibbling, <laughs> nibbling that neck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so, look, we wish all the potato farmers and all the potato lovers all the best. Yep. Um, we love you, tubers. Keep doing what you do. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, the Facebook marketplace chronicles continue, Alex Dyson. Ah, it is <laughs> just a series almost longer than um, what, the Tomorrow When the War Began series, Game of Thrones series. And I'll tell you what, sometimes it feels like the end of the world. It honestly <laughs> does. Having to go out to people, strangers' houses on the weekends um, in my go-get van and measuring things. Does it, is it going to fit? We've we got screwdrivers and spanners taking things apart. Anyways. I was away recently, right? And um, and Belle wanted to pick something up by herself. And it was quite a big mirror. I'd say this mirror would be uh, more than a meter wide and a meter tall. Like a, It's Mate. like almost squarish. Um, I wasn't able to help Belle with this huge mirror, right? So she gets it home. She takes it. She puts it in the car, gets it home. She's like, can I go and put it in your office? I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, I, I, just, I can't help you because I'm not in town. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go do it over now. But it's a super big, heavy mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So she's managed to maneuver it from the person's house into the car, drive it across the city, get it out of the car, get it into our house, then gets it from the house, down a few flights of stairs, across the road, into the office, all by herself. It's so heavy. So Puts had to go to the house to get the keys for the office? Is that why I didn't go straight to the office? Well, she had to park the car at home, Oh, right? <laughs> and then she put it in the house for a while. Then she's like, now I'm going to take it over to your office. Anyway, so she's done all this, gotten it from across the city, in the car, in the, in, the, in the house, down the stairs, across the road, to the office where it's going to be stored for months. Puts it down, crack. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> the final the, down the, in the... <laughs> the very... Last hurdle. It's like she was doing the mono at the finishing line, going to win, and then just that stack. Well, we have talked about this before. The person in the um in the Olympics going for gold got to the last jump, was so far ahead. (laughs) They felt confident enough over the last jump to do like a method, like a trick on the last jump in the Olympic gold medal race. Overbalanced as a result of this showboating, <laughs> hits the edge of the snowboard, stacks it. The next person just cruises through, and it's the it's the spot where you can just cruise. So the person who overtook them just looks so smooth and wins the gold, and they have to be satisfied. It just with happens, the doesn't it? Or the, or the uh, you know the motorcycle rider that puts their hands up, you know, on the 49th yeah. lap or something. Well, the final stage of the Tour de France, hands in the air, and then. 
down they go. Um, anyways, we asked you, when have you stumbled at the last hurdle? Greg got in touch with us uh, and said, almost all my childhood trophies say runner-up on them for every single sport. Ooh. <laughs> um, maybe that's because he was his sport was running and he was up the top of the <laughs> thing. Hopefully, Greg. I hope that's, hope that's there. Uh, we've also got a voice message from James about stumbling at the last hurdle. In my final ever powerlifting comp, on my ninth lift, attempting a 200 kilo deadlift, which would have been about three times my body weight. I had to grind to get the lift completed. Uh, it was an absolute effort and a massive PB for me. Uh, in celebration, I thought it was a really clever idea in front of a whole crowd of people to shout, F yeah, at the top of my lungs. Um, Apparently the refs looked poorly on that and I got red carded. I asked them afterwards whether the lift was legal and they said, yeah, yeah, it was a clean lift and a good grind, but you shouldn't have sworn. What? Oh, no. <laughs> James. Oh, my God. That is brutal. That is so rough. Oh, the no. Last moment celebration. Got him done. I mean, well. you'd think in a sport with so much pumping and grinding that a little <laughs> a little effort ain't too bad either. Goodness me. Well, James, look, we, we know you did lift that amount, so congratulations. Everybody knows that now because everyone in the world listens to this podcast, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Oops. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, hold on to your hats, Alex Dyson, because your mind is about to get blown. Mind blown. That's right. Chain your hat down to your head. Matt O'Kine every week searches for some of the biggest and most mind-blowing facts out there and brings them to the all-day breakfast table. What have you been looking at this week, Matt? Well, Alex Dyson, I got stuck into the world of soft drinks, okay? And I can't even remember why, but I just wanted to know why Pepsi was called Pepsi. <laughs> oh, no, I remember why. I remember why. Because I was watching Play School with my daughter and there was a South African dancer on the show and her name was Pepsi. Oh. And I thought, oh, I wonder whether the name preceded the product. Yeah. It, it is I interesting, thought, the, the origins of those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I, I mean, I blew my mind when I found out that Midori is literally just the Japanese word for green. <laughs> I had no idea. Same with Salsa Verde. I think we've talked about it before. Just green sauce. I didn't realize. I thought it sounded something, I thought it was something, you know, fancy. Wait till you find out about orange juice. <laughs> 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 so, so look, I thought, oh, has where did the name Pepsi come from? So I looked up the name Pepsi. And originally in 1893, it was a drink that was called Brad's Drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was made by a guy called Caleb Bradham who made it at his drugstore where he sold his drink, Brad's Drink. <laughs> Which is I don't slightly. Know why I find that so funny. <laughs> it's not very creative, is it? I just wish that it went through. So you had like Britney Spears and the Jenner person just all 
getting paid millions to, to advertise Brad's drink. <laughs> Brad's drink. Okay, but then in 1898, they changed the name to Pepsi, right, which is short for dyspepsia. What does that mean? It aids in digestion. That was the whole point. So dyspepsia is an, a common condition uh, of impaired digestion. And so this drink was supposed right. to help you digest things better uh, and that's where so the name drink, Pepsi. If you've got dyspepsia, just drink some Pepsi. That was the whole point, yes. Yeah, exactly. okay. So what do you think? Um, <laughs> it's mind-blowing to me that someone started a product <laughs> called Brad's, Brad's Drink. drink. <laughs> That's the mind-blowing part to me. <laughs> so I'll give you I'll give you that. Mind blown. Blown away. Yes. Thank you. But we also love hearing your mind blowns every single week. Get a voice memo through to us, matt.and.alex. And this week we have a fact from Sarah. Hi, I just found out that the numbers on the toaster is actually minutes, not the degree of toastiness. Mind blown. No, nah, I've done stand-up on this. I used, to, I used to tell people it was minutes as well. And did you say in the stand-up, that's mind blowing? <laughs> Well, I, I say in the stand-up that I found out that it was minutes and then I updated the stand-up bit because I actually checked it. I got a timer out and I checked it. Yeah, and? There is no correlation to time whatsoever at all. It is just the most bizarre rating ever. So wait, is it minutes or is it not minutes? Okay, well, there's three types of toasters. Okay, there's timer toasters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where they, the numbers is actually minutes. Okay. Okay, but then there's capacitor toasters, uh, which is the ones that most of us own. Okay, they run on a circuit that cuts off once the capacitor, um, which is the device inside your toaster that stores energy, is charged, charged to a specific voltage. So the numbers refer to a resistance rate or the time it takes for the capacitor to charge. So that's two. Is there a third? Well, the bimetallic strip toasters, apparently. This is all from tasteofhome.com. So uh, they're usually <laughs> older models and they run on a circuit system connected by a bent strip. When the heat gets too high, the bimetallic strip will bend to a point where it no longer connects to the circuit and out pops your toast. The numbers on these models control the level of electricity you're, electricity you're using. So a lower wow. number means a higher electric current, which will heat up and cut off the circuit quicker and toast your bread only briefly. Well, the mind-blowing thing for me is a toaster is when I realized you could like, if you couldn't get your fingers in, some toasters you can lift up even further. Oh, yeah. The and then you can reach out. To get it up out. really high. I remember the first time I <laughs> found that, I'm like, oh, thank God. This is incredible. <laughs> so, Sarah, thank you very much for sending us a message. And feel free to send us one as well, Alex. We'll be back with more mind-blowing facts in a week's time. I love wine and everything about it. What are you into wine? I love wine. Well, time to get the bill, Alex Dyson, because we are putting our knives and forks down on another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And if you'd like to be part of the show, make sure you're following our Instagram, matt.and.alex, where we post a bunch of questions and the odd dank meme or two. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.